Hello, hello, Dom. I'm so happy that you're here with us. Um, we're so excited about today. We're going to be talking about relationships. Hola, Domini. Estamos muy felices que estás con nosotros. Eh, vamos a hablar en el día de hoy sobre las relaciones. Así que eh, talk a little bit about yourself and then we will pray. You pray in English and then I'll pray in Spanish. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much for having Having me is a placer. I'm excited because this is a really important topic. Um, y um, es una cosa que debemos entender. Así que podemos servir each other y también al Señor in the way that he wants. I am currently serving as a science teacher in the state of Virginia and looking at the ways that Um, families are affecting education and how education affects eternity. Um, let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for everything that you've given us. I ask in a special way that you would bring um, your glory out of this conversation. Help us to understand in a marvelous way the ideal that you have for us in how we interact with each other. I ask that you would take care of each family an individual, um, and all of the relationships that they represent uh, for anyone who may be listening and help us to become more like you each day to fully surrender and be able to understand your will um, in the way that you would have us to so that we can serve you in the way that you would have us to. We pray all these things in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Uh, querido Amantísimo Padre que estás en los cielos, te agradecemos infinitamente, Señor, por la oportunidad que nos das de eh, compartir tu palabra, eh, hablar de los testimonios que tú has hecho en nuestras vidas y una forma muy importante, Señor, de eh, crecer juntos en unidad y en armonía para contigo, Señor, y los hombres, Padre. Gracias por todas tus bendiciones. Sé con cada persona que está escuchando este podcast que tú los bendigas inmensamente y que nosotros podamos ser un instrumento tuyo una vez más. En el nombre de Jesús. Amén. Amén. All right, guys. So, first question. So, what we did, I sent, I asked on our ministry uh, Instagram page, you know, if you guys had any questions. And we did get a few questions. So the very first question that we got is, um, uh, how do you cope with depression? I don't want to feel judged. ¿Cómo, eh, ¿Cómo puedo lidiar con la depresión? No quiero sentirme juzgada. Um, honestly, I feel there is a very, like a big misunderstanding of what depression is. And literally the, I think the world Especially in our Christian community, a lot of times is if you are depressed, you're definitely not spiritual or you're not, you're definitely not trusting God. And this is really, um, this is something that I've tried to like share with other people. And I think the fact that Psalms and, and David had such a, um, you know, very open relationship with God and, and, and so, And in so many Psalms, he opened up about how he was feeling and the way he felt. A lot of times people read it and they're like, okay, this is a little depressing. Why did David feel this way? Why did David feel the need to talk about all these things and God allowed it, allowed, allowed it to be 
um, in the Bible. And this is so important because the Bible is really a reflection of the human race. That no matter how human you are, God can still heal. God can still uh, protect you. God can still get you from whatever situation you're in and place you in a better place. So just to give you guys a reminder and an encouragement that it's okay. It's okay to say, I need help. It's okay to say, God, I don't know how to deal with this. And then, and I always say this, when you don't want to pray, just by saying, God, I don't want to pray, you're literally praying. You're opening up your heart to God and you're letting him know, I need strength. I need help. I need you. And in that, God is so merciful. He will he would use any little thing. He knows your heart. He knows that you want to get out of that situation. And by saying, I need help, you're, you are already taking that first step of faith. Because a lot of times we don't, we don't want to acknowledge that we need help. Because, you know, like um, this um, person mentioned, I'm going to feel judged or people are going to criticize me. So many other things out there. And a lot of times it's, very um it's a very it's a huge challenge to say i need help i'm depressed so when we look in psalm 35 when we look um 36 37 all those psalms were talking about david was opening opening up his heart and he was saying god i need help going through all this stuff people are criticizing me they're um trying to kill me they're trying to do all these things and i'm trying to honor you but i am sad because everywhere i look there is persecution like people are trying to kill me so it's it's a very beautiful thing despite the fact that is it was david's reality is a beautiful thing that reminds me that it's okay It, it reminds me that it's normal to feel a certain way in a certain time but the fact that when David talks about, he opened up his heart to God and then he kind of kills those same thoughts with the word of God, with the power of God, with everything that he knows about God. And he says, God, I know I'm going through this, but I know that you're going to deliver me. I know that you're going to protect me. I know that you're going to heal me. I know that you're going to provide. Yeah. Like it was, it was such an amazing relationship. And, and if you look at what God called David, it's good enough. It is good enough for us to remember that it's okay to seek help. It's okay to know that we are humans. And that's why it's a beautiful thing because if we didn't, if we wouldn't need God, then we wouldn't see God. So by needing him, we will seek him. And then we will have that. Um, we need the, to depend on him. That way he can help us. If that makes sense. Absolutely. But let me say this in Spanish really quick. Um, la vida de David es el, el ejemplo más hermoso que podemos ver en la palabra de Dios para mí cuando se trata de la depresión. Veo que a veces en el mundo en general eh, la palabra depresión es como un tabú, ¿no? Y eh, en es, eh, especialmente en nuestra comunidad hispana, en nuestra comunidad eh, cristiana, perdón, eh, vemos a veces que 
eh, a veces mencionar esa palabra nos hace sentir, nos sentimos juzgados, nos sentimos, eh, las personas nos pueden hasta critica, eh, criticar porque nosotros estamos supuestos a no, ten, a no sentir depresión. Y eso no es exactamente lo que la palabra de Dios me enseña especialmente a, traba, a, a través de la vida de David. Sentir la depresión es algo normal. El ser humano, estamos en un mundo de pecado donde constantemente estamos siendo perseguidos, ya sea por, por el pecado, ya sea por familiares, ya sea por personas que no creen en nosotros, sea lo que sea, este mundo es un mundo de pecado. Por ende, nosotros vamos a sufrir. Y cuando David abre su corazón de esta forma, él deja saber a Dios que necesita su ayuda. Y en necesitar esa ayuda de Dios, ya nosotros nos estamos dando ese primer paso de fe, diciendo, Señor, te necesito. Y esa vida de David nos hace entender que no es que está bien, no hay problema. Abre tu corazón al Señor, di que necesitas ayuda, aunque el mundo tal vez te juzgue, la palabra de Dios nos demuestra que David, a quien Dios llamó un hombre conforme a su corazón, se sintió así en ese momento. Pero lo más hermoso es que David, a pesar de esas cosas, él usó esos mismos pensamientos de dolor y esos mismos pensamientos que frustraban su alma al final, con la palabra de Dios y con lo que él conocía de Dios, derrumbaba esos pensamientos y él podía salir adelante. Y eso es lo que Dios quiere. O sea, sentirnos cierta forma no es un pecado. El pecado está cuando nosotros no reconocemos que necesitamos ayuda, ya sea por orgullo, ya sea porque nos juzguen, ya sea por lo que sea. Ahí es donde está esa, esa parte que no nos deja crecer, que no nos deja respirar, que no nos deja avanzar en la vida. Entonces, eh, realmente, nosotros podemos ver en la vida de David y en la vida de muchas otras personas de la Biblia, y pueden leer los, los salmos y ver específicamente, porque si me pongo a leer, pues eh, no acabaríamos con las cosas hermosas que expresa David en, su, en medio de su sufrimiento, ¿no? Entonces, eh, yo espero que esto sea la mejor forma de recordar que, que Dios es un Dios misericordioso. Y que él entiende que en este mundo vamos a sufrir y que va a haber momentos que nos vamos a sentir desraigados, desanimados, tristes, eh, depresivos. Sí. Y entonces ahí es cuando nosotros, es, la mejor, es el mejor clic que yo puedo ver, la mejor forma de decir, ok, Milka, despierta, mira, necesitas de Dios. Necesitas agarrarte de Dios, tirarte en el suelo como Ana y llorarle y decirle, Señor, te necesito, sí. ¿no? Pero abrir nuestro corazón en auxilio al Señor, ¿no? Ok. ¿Puedo compartir eh, algo? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I, 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 I was just say that if you wanted to say something else about it. <laughs> Hermana, tú sí estás predicando. Hey, I was sitting here thinking, wow, um, you know, en realidad hay que abrir nuestros corazones. Because right. the problem so many times is we will sit and we will, um, in many cases, you know, especially for those of us, you know, who do believe, um, you know, say many times, you know, estaba orando y siempre estoy orando y, you know, estoy orando y orando y orando y él no me está diciendo nada. 
Pero la cosa es que no podemos seguir diciendo que, ay, pero él no me está diciendo nada si la palabra siempre está cerrado. Right, right. Oh, you know, yeah. like, quizá él está pensando, hey, you know, ya escribí todo lo que quiero compartir y ahí tú estás con mi libro y no lo estás leyendo. ¿Y cómo puedo hablar contigo si, si no quieres leer lo que, you know, ya, ya, ya te dejé? And I think that that's something that's super important for us to um, consider continuously and to, um, you know, be more intentional about. Because I know in my life there have been times where, and even sometimes, not even a long time ago, but even recently, You know, where I sit and I think, hmm, necesito sabiduría. Y no sé cómo puedo manejar esta situación. And then I'm praying. Y quizás voy a llamar a mi padre o mi mai. Y, you know, ellos me están diciendo cosas buenas, pero la cosa es que yo quiero saber cómo piensa mi señor. Right, And if I'm right. not reading what he said, ¿cómo voy a saber? <laughs> so, right. it, you know, it's... It's like David, we need to be really after his heart. Oh my goodness, yes. And that yes. means and, and, reading the messages, his love letters to us, where he yes. expresses his heart. Yes. Yeah, definitely. I want to share, this is so, this is so exciting, honestly. I, I want to share um, my own experience about this. I remember, um, I'm going to share, I think I'm going to share too. <laughs> And this is actually going to, you know, they're all going to be linked somehow. So, um, so listen to um, this. Um, okay. So I believe I was 2022, I think. Um, I have met a guy and it's like the, the, like my perception of, um, dating was really dating the, the one that I was going to marry. Right. right. So, and so I, I started dating, um, not dating, but, um, uh, don't help me with the word. Just really... um, seeing maybe just as a special friend. Right, right, right. Okay. Yes. So yeah, it was just a special friend. We were like really close. We would talk every day. Um, and when the time came that God showed me, in every way that he was not that that one person i really got depressed i remember crying every day mm -hmm. i remember you know like sobbing before the lord really and i remember i had to take the step not only to talk to god about it but i think i needed more than that and it's okay like a lot of times people feel like Um, they say, oh, you need to see God and you need to do this and you need to pray and, 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 and you need to like talk to God. Here's the thing. We are humans. God uses humans. So if you feel that talking to God is not helping you enough because you're a visual or because you need somebody to see you in your pain or you need to hear back and a tangible um, voice, God, that is why that is why God has his So Absolutely. tell God, God, I know you love me. And I, I know you're speaking to me through your word. And you're speaking to me through everything that I'm living daily. But I need someone. And God is so merciful, I tell you. He will send you someone. And I remember he sent my uncle. My uncle, and he, my uncle told me, 
look, he just prayed over me and he just poured so much into me. Uh, like it was such a beautiful, I really, you guys, I felt delivered from that whole relationship. I really did because when we get to the point where you are so, um, I don't know how to, I don't know how to explain this in a way that you guys can actually understand it without feeling, um, uh, misunderstood. So when you are, when you are in a situation where you know that God is enough for you, it's not, it's not my uncle that did the deliver the deliverance it was god through my uncle but in that time i needed my uncle i needed to see my uncle i needed to hear that voice i needed to see him so god used that person so who is getting the glory god really because if you look at the whole situation it's still mm-hmm. god he provided for you what you needed it because he would not let you kill yourself he would not let you be depressed even more he wants to give you what he, he knows that you need exactly i'm gonna I'm just give you a short story from the bible the woman at the well did he like was he like he came up to her she was a woman and she was not even jewish she was i, I can't remember how you pronounce that samaritan Yes, she was Samaritan. Thanks, Mm -hmm. Um, And then she, God spoke to her. And he's like, look, I know this is what she needs. So I'm going to talk to her in a way that she understands. God will meet your needs. Believe me. He is too wise to deny you something good. Mm -hmm. That's so true. Oh, my God. He is so wise. He is so merciful. So the only thing that we really need to do is like, okay, God, I trust you. I know you're talking to me, but I need someone. And he will send you someone, you guys, because he loves you so much. Because sometimes we're so deep down in pain and depression and discouragement and everything that we need to see someone. Yeah. But then God... We'll remind you again, just in case you forget, because this is how we are really, that it was him and not the people. I think it's really important to remember that even if we are not seeing a need that is legitimate being met at the time we think it needs to be met and in the way that we think it needs to be met, that doesn't mean that it's not legitimate. I want to use another illustration from the Bible. In Genesis, God had created the entire world. He saw the firmament. He said it was good. He saw the trees that he had placed to inhabit the land said they were good. The animals that he had placed to inhabit the sky and the sea and said they were good. The animals that he had made to inhabit the land and said it was good. And then he created man. And it was very good. But the first time that he said it was not good was when he had only one and he said it's not good for a man to be alone and sometimes we may think "Ah, okay well i need to be focused on the lord and this is my time to and that's true but also in focusing on the lord he even prepares us think about how much of the bible is dedicated not only to us being more holy and more pious in our inner life and the purity of our thoughts 
but even in purifying our thoughts, we are preparing ourselves to be better servants to other people. Think about it like oh this. Yes, in the book amen. of Ephesians, yeah. we go through in Ephesians and look up the parent-child relationship, the husband-wife relationship, the church relationship, God. We talk about spiritual maturity. We talk about guarding one's heart. And even if not those specific terms, I'm just kind of summarizing quickly, you know, if you go through the chapters. But um, God is really giving us a map in that one book of not just our relationship only with him and how we can grow in that, but how that trickles into those in our fellowship. And it's important for us to be prepared to represent him well to others. So much of the brokenness that comes in this world is not just from death or from physical pain. Grief is not only losing somebody. Grief is also being disappointed. Something didn't turn out the way that you think it would. Maybe a relationship, you expected something from it and it didn't come to pass as you thought it would. Maybe you thought that you would have a job and you didn't get it. Maybe you thought that you would move out of your town and you're still there. Maybe things didn't work out. Graduation was delayed. The baby wasn't born. There's so many other things. And we need to legitimize other forms of grief too. We need to stop telling people that their grief is legitimate or illegitimate. Mercy, mercy. Yes, yes. The Bible yes, says yes, yes. that God draws near to the brokenhearted. Right, right, and right. And we should be prepared right. to do the same. There are times when our relationship with other people will be the answer to their prayers if we let ourselves oh. be more like him. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, this is so powerful, you guys. I literally want to cry, but I, I, I actually want to say, um, based, you know, what we're, we're saying in, in Spanish, this is a little difficult, you guys. I think we should do it separately um, because it's like once you get into that um momentum of you know talking about the word of god in a certain language then it's a little hard to go back and translate because you're just going on that but si let's, let's bien americanizada como yo. It's, it's a little <laughs> difficult <laughs> too for that reason también <laughs> yes um okay so what we were saying lo que yo y dominic estamos hablando es de um dom i really I really went off on Spanish right now. Okay, so what was the question? Again? Okay, so la pregunta, um, ¿cómo puedes manejar en, en depresión? Y, ¿Y cómo puedes seguir si no quieres sentir en juzgado? Okay, okay, right. Okay, so, but, eh, yo estaba explicando sobre una situación que tuve, me acuerdo que tenía como 22 ah, años. Ah, sí, ya. Yeah. Um, que estaba hablando con una persona y en mi mentalidad, mi, mi meta era yo conocer a una persona y eh, que esa persona fuera con la que yo me casara, ¿no? Eh, no realmente, no estábamos noviando, pero sí era algo bien, bastante serio. De hecho, me pidió hasta que me casara con él, ¿no? Quería venir hasta acá y todo, hablar con mis padres. Y cuando Dios me demostró de una forma por familiares, por amigos, por de todo, que no era esa la persona, pues... Realmente yo me deprimí, ¿no? Lloraba todos los días y, y algo así que yo me tuve que tirar delante del Señor. Le dije, Señor, yo te amo, adoro tu palabra, sé que me estás hablando, yo sé que esto es lo que tú quieres, pero necesito ayuda. Y, y algo que estábamos hablando, Dominic y yo, en, en, en inglés, es que a veces nosotros limitamos el poder, la misericordia, la justicia, la gracia Amén. de Dios. Porque pensamos 
¿Qué? Es cierta forma, sí, pero quiero poner una historia que fue la misma que compartí sobre la mujer en el pozo. Una mujer samaritana, mujer. Y Dios, Jesús se le acerca a ella, habla con ella y dice, ok, ¿cómo Jesús piensa? ¿Cómo puedo entrarle a esta mujer que es, primero que todo, no es cristiana, no es judía y es mujer? ¿No? De una forma que se sienta respetada, que se sienta amada y a la misma vez sienta la motivación de cambiar. Mercy. Uh-huh. Imagínate ese tipo de oh, racismo. Exacto. ¿Eh? ¿Cómo? No lo puedo imaginar. Uh, y el exacto, Señor estaba exacto. hablando con ella en frente de los Imagínate otros. Esos tiempos, ¿no? Exacto, y más en esos tiempos. Y entonces es, es la perfecta situación que demuestra que nosotros no podemos limitar el poder de Dios. Si tú estás pasando por algo y tú sientes que tú necesitas a alguien, créeme que Dios te va a mandar a alguien. Por eso nosotros tenemos que abrir nuestro corazón, pedir ayuda, decir, Señor, yo sé que a veces es difícil, pero Dios es demasiado justo para negarnos Amén. un bien. Dios no... Dios, si sabe que tú necesitas algo, alguien tangible, que en este caso fue mi tío, que a, a, habló conmigo, oró sobre mí, me sentí realmente liberada en ese, en ese momento. Dios te ama tanto que Él te va a enviar exactamente lo que tú necesitas. ¿Tú crees que Dios va a ser tan, tan, tan limitado de decir, ok, si no lo hacen así? O si no es así, pues no me manifiesto. No, amor. Por eso Dios, cada gota es diferente, cada manifestación es diferente, cada milagro es diferente, porque Él nos ama demasiado para hacer que nuestra relación y nuestra salvación se pierda por simplemente algo que nosotros pensamos que Él no puede hacer. Dios lo puede hacer todo. Y te ama demasiado. Hizo lo, lo peor que en el mundo uno se puede imaginar fue mandar a su único hijo a morir por unas personas tan horribles que fueron los mismos que lo negaron y lo entregaron. Su hijo, un santo, su hijo santo, a morir por otro. O sea, créeme, créeme que Dios te ama tanto, pero tanto, pero tanto, que Él no va a dejar que nada bloquee la forma de liberarte, la forma de salvarte, la forma de sanar tu corazón. Nosotros tenemos que estar dispuestos a entender que Dios no es limitado y que Dios nos va a ayudar en cualquier situación que nosotros estemos. Y él si dice, ok, tú necesitas una persona, no te preocupes, yo te mando a alguien. Exacto. Y ahí abrí mi corazón, le dije, le conté a mi tío, aparte que ya yo había orado, pero miren, miren el orden de las cosas. Yo primero fui al Señor y el Señor, sabiendo, ok, mija, tú necesitas a alguien físico, tangible, que para eso Dios nos usa, somos humanos, somos seres humanos y podemos ser instrumentos de Dios. Por eso Dios constantemente busca personas que le sigan, porque Él necesita personas. Como Él no está aquí, nosotros somos sus embajadores. A veces el mundo no puede ver, porque hay tantas cosas de por medio, pero si ven tu vida, te ven a ti, algo físico, tangible, su vida está cambiada. Entonces, realmente esto es algo maravilloso. Vamos a ir con la, con la segunda pregunta, okay. Dom. Let's go to, let's go to the That's next good. question. Uh, Dom, I don't know if you wanted to add something in Spanish about that. Oh, just for the other one. Lo que estaba diciendo antes es que eh, después de eh, del creación, Dios estaba diciendo, wow, los árboles son buenos. Los animales del, del mar son buenos. 
los animales que <ríe> pueden volar son buenos. Um, las, you know, personas son buenos, pero la única cosa que él estaba, you know, mirando y diciendo, güey, eso no es bueno, es eh, cuando Adán estaba sin neva. Y uh -huh. Dios uh -huh. sabe lo que necesitas. Mercy, yes. Y Amen. no es malvado, no es pobre, no es débil, tiene todo y puede hacer lo que quiere hacer porque él es Dios. So, hay que tener confianza Amen. que él, él, él puede sanar tu corazón y darte lo que necesitas. Amen, amen, yes. All right, so let's go to our next question. It's hard for me to understand the Bible, and that's why I fail to have good, uh, good relationships. What, uh, what can I do? Es difícil para mí entender la Biblia, y es por eso que fallo en tener buenas relaciones. ¿Qué Ay, puedo déjame hacer? decirte que YouTube es un mira milagro. <laughs> YouTube te puede ayudar. A veces no puedes estar con la otra persona que puede explicar todo. A veces no siempre estás en la iglesia, especialmente ahora que tenemos COVID y, eh, you know, right. no estamos juntos, eh, you know. Pero todavía tenemos YouTube o, you know, otras cosas que, you know, puede guillar. Y hay que tener un chin de cuidado porque a veces no sabes si la persona está tratando, um, you know, si la persona es manipulador y quiere you know, usar la Biblia para decir lo que quiere decir y no lo que la, la Biblia dice. You know? Pero right, right. cuando estás leyendo y escuchando, o quizás estás leyendo y estás escuchando también lo que la Biblia está diciendo. Like puedes escuchar un, un audiobook. And cuando estás leyendo, puedes seguir cuando ellos también están leyendo y quizás con voces y, you know, como una historia, como un, una película y lo puedes entender right. un, un chin mejor. Right, right. Eh, bueno, regresamos realmente a la parte, Domaro, can you say that in English? Sure, that YouTube um, and there are many resources online that we are not together right now because, you know, Corona. And there are many who may not have a congregation around them that can really guide or somebody who can consistently explain the Bible. But in reading along with an audiobook where they have different voices and they make it almost like a movie so you could really kind of see it um, in your mind's eye as you're listening to the, the story and reading the story, that will help you to kind of be able to see what it is that's going on And hopefully as you're listening to the story, like with any good movie, you will see the characters that are good and the characters that are bad, the ones that you want to be like and the ones you don't want to be like. And you will apply it to your life and the Bible will become real to you and in you. Hmm, mercy. All right. So, okay. So I, I want to share something um, that happened to me when I was 16 years old. I was a little rebel. <laughs> Uh, like it was around that time that you're trying to find yourself and I didn't really want to do anything uh, with the things of God and God really and I remember feeling so lonely and feeling so sad um, and I told God look I really I care about you but there is 
so many things out there that is making me have thoughts about you, uh, your word. So I, you know, I was reading the Bible every day, but it was kind of like a routine thing, something that I've just, I, I was used to do and I wouldn't really, I would just read through it and, and not understand, not get any revelation or transformation in mm. my life about the yeah. word of God. So I was tired of that, of that, you guys, because it's like you're saying you're a Christian, but once you go to school, it's, it's a total different story, right? People can see that you're not truly a follower of Christ because you're not reflecting that. I remember I would go to like Bible, um, um, what's it called? Like, you know, like when you're trying to practice for um, uh, school play or something like that for school. And then we, I would go uh, to my friends, to my classmates, um house and they would play music no christian music and i would dance like i wouldn't care that i said that i was a christian so i was just tired of that pretending life and i told god look i know i'm trying to find myself but i need you to help me and i'm reading your word and nothing is coming in like i'm not understanding this thing you know and it's hard because i'm really it's hard when you're trying to find yourself to understand God's word because you don't really know who you are. But God is so mm. merciful. He used a book <laughs> called um, Message to Young People from uh, Ellen G. White. I don't know if you guys have heard of her, but he used that book to help me understand the word of God. And it's not that I was worshiping that book before the word of God. It's that he used that book to help me understand his word. God is amazing, you guys. He, like, I don't know if you've seen people come to Christ through a movie because of a movie or come to Christ because of a friend or come to Christ because of someone they're heard singing about Christ. Things like that. He will use anything to save you. I'm sorry, but he will use anything to save you. Even if it has to be someone that is not Christian. He will use anything. I repeat myself again. He will use anything to save you. So it's it's amazing. He will use anything to save you. And it's amazing that when we understand that, it's like, because a lot of times we're like, okay, we don't, I don't want to, I don't want to do this because this is not really the point. But God was showing me that that book was a lot more clear to me because it talked about things that I was going through at that time. It was a, a lot of, it had a more, uh, what's the word for it? More, a modern language, if that makes sense. So God used that book to make me fall in love with the word of God. And somehow my, my, my brain opened up so much and I was able to understand. And you guys, if you know me, you know that I'm that type of girl that loves the Bible. And every time I read it, I just write stuff about it because it's like that thing, that little book helped me. God used it to make me understand the word of God. And it, it was God because God would use anything that he can to allow you to fall in love with him directly. Because let me explain something to you. The Bible is not just a book. The Bible is so deep, it's so interesting that within one Bible verse, you can preach like probably 
5,000 sermons, literally, because it's so the word of God, God has no limit. So one Bible verse can say so many things. So if you're not opening up your heart and, and saying, God, I need you, there's no way you're going to be changed. You're just going to have a bunch yeah. of information, but you're not going to be changed because you're not allowing that dip in that valuable and that beautiful and powerful word transform your life and making sure you're actually understanding what God wants you to do, what God wants you to um, help or what God wants you to help other people or if God wants you to um, correct yourself or grow or stay the same in certain, in certain areas, but then grow in other areas. Like it's just so beautiful. So I really want to encourage you guys to, once again, not limit the power of God. He will use anything. If you truly, if you are truly um, honest and genuine about learning the word of God and, and, and opening up about God, he will use. Like Lum said, uh, there's YouTube videos today. There's so many things, so many people that are actually uh, following, um, you know, the will of God and they're, they're, they're being used by God and they will help you. Um, and really there's so many resources out there today. Mm -hmm. And I thank God for that, that, that helps people to understand God even better. Okay. So let's say, let me say this in English. Um, okay. Le voy a refrescar la pregunta a, a la audiencia, um, eh, hispanohablante. Eh, es difícil para mí entender la Biblia y por eso fallo en tener buenas relaciones. ¿Qué puedo hacer? Eh, como dos me estaban mencionando, eh, hay eh, recursos en, en YouTube, en el Internet, muchas cosas que nosotros podemos aprender. Siempre tenemos que pedirle a Dios discernimiento, ¿no? Porque no todo es, es eh, legítimo o realmente glorifica a Dios o realmente puede cambiar nuestras vidas. A veces hay cosas que no nos hacen cambiar, sino nos hacen conformarnos con nuestra vida. And, y lo siento mucho decirte esto, pero esto es algo que yo me recuerdo a mí misma todos los días, no para torturizarme, porque Dios no, no te tortura nunca. Dios es un Dios amoroso, pero Dios quiere que tú crezcas, no que te quedes igual. So, cuando tú veas que algo que estás leyendo no cambia tu vida, algo está mal. Entonces, o algo que estás mirando en YouTube, o algo que está eso, no cambia tu vida para bien, algo está mal. Y le estaba contando la experiencia cuando tenía 16 años, que eh, yo estaba un poquito rebelde en las cosas de la iglesia, me acuerdo que yo decía que era cristiana, iba a, a como casas de repaso para la escuela y esas cosas con eh, compañeros de clases, y cuando llegaba pues ponía música cristiana y yo me ponía a bailar, diciendo que era cristiana, y yo realmente estaba cansada de esa vida, ¿no? de pretender algo que no era. Y hablé con Dios y le dije, Señor, estoy tratando de encontrarme a mí misma. Y es difícil cuando tú estás tratando de encontrarte a ti misma, entender la palabra de Dios, porque eh, hay tantas cosas que te bloquean de ver la, la, lo que Dios quiere decirte, ¿no? Entonces yo abrí mi corazón al Señor y le dije, mira, no entiendo nada. Estoy cansada de tener esta vida rutinaria que me levanto, leo esto, y simplemente como una historia que no me cambia, no me hace nada, no me toca, no me mueve, no me hace nada, ¿no? Y Dios usó un libro a una tía que tenía un libro que se llama eh, Mensajes para los Jóvenes, que de hecho yo se lo he regalado como a dos amigas. Eh, Mensajes para los Jóvenes y ese libro tenía un mensaje, tenía unas palabras más claras y más modernas, actualizadas a lo que yo estaba pasando, ¿no? 
Y ese fue el instrumento que Dios usó para yo enamorarme de la Biblia más. No fue que ese libro era mi, mi ídolo ahorita, no, sino que Dios usó eso. Cuando es de Dios, olvídate, te va a llevar a él. No te va a llevar a otra cosa, sino te va a llevar a él. Y eso fue lo que hizo ese libro. Me hizo enamorarme más de la palabra. Si ustedes me conocen, saben que yo cuando leo la Biblia me encanta. Amo la palabra de Dios. Y siempre estoy compartiendo las cosas que Dios pone en mi corazón que son para mí primero. Y de una cierta forma le ayuda a las otras personas con las que lo comparto. ¿no? Entonces créeme que Dios no es un Dios de límite. Él te va a ayudar a encontrar eso que te va a a, a ayudar a entender su palabra y como le estaba explicando en inglés que hay un la palabra de Dios no es simplemente no es un libro es es un tesoro lleno de información de revelación de transformación de amor de justicia de gracia so, en un versículo tú puedes se pueden hacer hasta cinco mil sermones porque Dios no es un Dios de límite so, en su palabra es igual entonces por eso muchas personas si tú lo estás leyendo sin pedir la presencia de Dios y el entendimiento de Dios, tú lo que vas a tener en tu mente es un montón de información, pero Amén. no hay transformación. Y con, todo amor, y con todo amor te digo esto, y esto es algo que yo me recuerdo a mí misma. Si algo que tú estás mirando en las redes sociales, algo que tú estás viendo en YouTube que dice ser cristiano, algo que tú estás leyendo, no cambia tu vida, algo está mal. Todo lo que Dios pone en tu vida te va a llevar a una entrega a Él, por ende, un crecimiento espiritual con tus relaciones, con todo. Esa es la Bien. belleza de la palabra de Dios. Entonces, yo siempre me reto a mí misma, Señor, mira, hoy leí la Biblia y sentí como que no, como que no, nada me, me, me motivó a ser mejor, no sé, ayúdame, revélame lo que tú me quieres decir, porque nuestra mente es limitada, pero la mente de Dios no lo es. Gloria a Dios por eso. Y podemos entender, cuando nosotros le pedimos a él, vos medios, personas que nos van a ayudar a entender su palabra de una forma que, wow, yo leo la Biblia ahora solamente y ya la puedo saborear, la puedo entender, la puedo disfrutar. Pero hubi, hubieron tiempos, y de hecho hay tiempos durante mi vida, que por ciertas situaciones no puedo entender. Pero yo ahí mismo hablo y digo, Señor, no quiero estar así. Y es como para mí el, el, ese, esa alerta que me dice, ok, Necesito un poquito más de, 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 de concentración, de dependencia y más oración para que Dios me revele lo que me quiere decir. That's the beauty of the word of God. He will reveal you what he wants you to know and what, and what he wants you to change for his glory. All right. So, Dom, I don't know if you want to add something more to it. I think we would um, we'll cover one more question. And that's it because we're like yeah, 46 let's go to the next minutes question. already. Okay. All right. Okay, so... I am going to skip that question, the one that says, I feel like it's if I ask for help, I'm not trusting God, because yes. we, we kind of covered that on our first question. Right. So my best friend is in Christian. She's a great friend, but I want a friend who can pray for me as well. And I put a little no there, Dom, for me. Uh, I, I want to talk about that. that. I think... Um, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> okay, so... I'm sorry, I didn't say that. Go for it, go for Spanish. it. Let me say that really quick. Mi mejor amiga no es cristiana. Es una gran amiga, pero eh, quiero una amiga que, me, que pueda orar por mí también. Okay. Ready. <laughs> um, you go, Dom. I'm very excited about the idea that God calls us to partner with him. 
I think that he didn't have right. to. Um, I think that it's a choice that he made. Um, I think mm. that he would honestly be much better off doing everything on his own. And it's an oh, almost wow. an honor and a privilege <laughs> if we choose to see it that way, that he would not only have us be the recipients of his grace, but also buy in so much that we are in the process or part of the process of um, introducing others to it that he may impart it to them as well. And then, um, right. so with that, right. I think that there are some cases where we have partners and in other cases, we have projects. And oh, a project doesn't mean that you are um, above in any way, that you are better, that you are more valuable. It's just that when you are working on a project, there is something, a group, an a, a event, an idea, and it has not, the, the, the purpose of doing a project is to get something from its current state to a better state. A building hmm. may be already built, have four walls, a roof, just because it, you call the building a project doesn't mean that it is not a building. It's just in a current state, and we need to do a project in order to get it to a better state. When a social worker comes in and has to do an intervention for a family and they make that family their project, that means that the family is in a state and it needs to get to a better state. Mm, and so some yes, friendships yes. are projects, not in the, the, the meaning of oh, well, I have to fix this person. Um, even though many mm. times that's what mm. a project is, fixing. Sometimes you're not the one doing all mm. of the fixing. Sometimes in the process of the friendship, God is fixing both mm. of you. Maybe, mm. maybe oh I <laughs> am bringing to light or holding someone else accountable for an action that they're taking that may be harmful to their health or harmful to the relationships that they have with those around them, or harmful to their internal destiny. And I want to expose them to the hope that I have. Maybe they have not been exposed to that. And I want to give them the opportunity to have that hope and take them from their current state to a better state. But at the same time, God may be using them to help me develop my patience, to enable me to communicate in a more compassionate, non-judgmental way. To oh help me yes, to be yes, able yes. to see things through the lens of those who may not have had the privileges in my life that I have had. Right. And to show empathy. Hmm. And to represent him better in ways that without that relationship, I may have never learned to do. And I think that we need to stop hmm. saying, oh, this is not my friend. This is my project. And think maybe this is somebody that I am just here to help and think in helping them also things in my character may be developed as well. And just because I may be, right. uh -huh. you know, helping them with perhaps a stronghold or an addiction, they may in the same way be helping me with a character flaw. And wow. as I am trying oh to introduce them to my savior, my savior is using them to help me represent him. And oh so I think God. that's something yes, that we really yes. need to um, be mindful of. The other thing, too, in a partner, 
is that the Bible says, can two walk together unless they, unless they agree? And I think that it's important that we prioritize our time. I think that, you know, we, we live in a culture today where, you know, cutoff culture is really strong. Anybody who doesn't agree with me, I immediately cut them off. And I think that, you know, that is um, in certain cases, you know, wise. In other cases, I think we need to have a little bit more patience. I think we need to be more willing to have conversations with people who do not speak the same um, rhetoric and who do not believe the same trains of thought and who do not stand on the same sides of, you know, issues. I think that if at any point I am, if at any point I am in a situation where I am being with or becoming like somebody who can hurt others with no remorse, I need to make a cut. Oh my God. But if our issue is this person has habits that I don't agree with, or they are just ignorant in areas where I have more knowledge, or they are knowledgeable in areas where I would like to remain ignorant, okay? And I think that that may not necessarily be a reason for me to kind of turn my nose up at this person and say, ah, this is either, you know, somebody that I only associate with to help or not at all. Jesus, remember, he fellowship, you know, with, with, with those of us who in hmm. society probably we would have looked at the Savior and gone, oh, really? You're hanging out with him? You're hanging out with her? I mean, even me, myself, I look at the way that I look now because of, you know, Adventist culture and how I've kind of learned to dress and behave. And um, I look at myself now and I look at myself maybe like my, my, um, you know, in the summers between, you know, my years in university when I would, you know, kind of go back to dressing how I dressed Maybe some people who now um, consider me a friend because of their upbringing may have not even spoken to me, you know, looking at, you know, maybe a chain around my neck or the ink in my skin and thinking, okay, she's definitely standing for, you know, a lifestyle that I'm not with, you know, but that, I mean, that's not who I am. I mean, um, and I think that it's really dangerous to want to label people, you know, as partners or projects. I think, but at the same time, we do need to have discernment. And there are some people who you're just going to recognize this person is better fitted to help God than somebody else. Maybe they believe in him. That's definitely going to help you serve God a little bit better. And if I'm wanting to submit or to become beneath the mission that God has me to, you know, submit myself to, um, then I need to partner myself with other people. And this is not even just in romantic relationships. We often think about romantic relationships where we think husband, wife, and that kind of thing. But if I'm submitting myself to God, and then I want somebody else to be a friend and to have that close intimacy and that sort of thing, I need to also pick people who I'm going to spend the majority of my time with, be the most vulnerable with, expect um, the most from, and also take the most advice from people who are also you know, walking in that same path. And Right, right. Yeah. And I I think that in the other cases when we see that there may be disagreement or somebody who we don't necessarily see eye to eye and I'm starting to identify areas where we can help each other grow, okay, then if I'm seeing that there's a willingness on my part to be developed by the relationship and a willingness on the other person's part to be developed by the relationship, 
it can be so healthy and so beneficial. Mm. If at any point I'm starting to share information that I think would be beneficial and the person is either um, super hostile towards it or immediately wants to turn everything you know, back on you and make everything confrontational. Like let's say somebody is not coloring inside the lines and I tell them, hey, you know, the, col the picture is gonna be really clear and you're gonna be able to see what it's supposed to look like if you color inside the lines. And then the person immediately turns back to you and said, well, you're not even using the right color for each of the, it's like, okay, thank you. But there's a certain way in which we can help each other grow. It's not, you know, fault finding. It's more of, let me make All you right. aware of an Amen. area where I think that you can be even more amazing than you already are because I want you to succeed. Oh my God. And I have your best interest yes, at heart. Yes, That's yes. different than, let me tell you about yourself so that you can go home and cry. You know? Um, right. So just to kind of recap really quickly, yo creo que es súper importante que, que estamos pensando en cuál tipo de, de amigo tenemos. And, and like, si estoy con una persona que... Yo veo como un, como un proyecto y tengo que arreglar cosas, you know, en, en, quizás en el carácter de esa persona. You know, no estoy diciendo que no, no puedo juntarme con esa persona, pero hay que saber, ok, quizás en esta relación yo voy a ayudar y el Señor va a usar esa persona a ayudar o arreglar mi carácter. Y quizás en una manera, you know, that I'm... No, no, no estoy en, eh, cognizant, no sé cómo lo puedo decir en español, pero en, que no puedo ver. <ríe> y, y, y él me puede enseñar cómo puedo crecer a través de esta, esa relación. Pero también puedo ver, o debemos saber, um, que él también quiere ayudarnos a servir Um, en dando amigos que están caminando como estamos caminando y creen lo que creemos y, 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 um, y saben verdad y quieren crecer y cuando podemos juntar con ellos es una bendición porque como ellos quieren servir a nuestro Señor también podemos juntar así que podemos en tener un ministerio súper fuerte y poderoso en una manera que you know, no podemos hacer sin amistad o, o en ayuda. Amen. Yes, yes. All right. So I, I want to add a little more to the, like the part of... Um, I want a friend who can pray for me as well. I think that part is really, really important because Dom was mentioning about, you know, that there are certain people that are assignments. There are people that God has called us to, um, to be a testimony to so, so that they can see Christ in us. Um, and there's people that are actually connections and we need to like, find really the difference between those two because sometimes we get it confused a lot of times and I can speak from experience myself a lot of times we have people every people that are in assignment where God wants us to be a blessing to them and they're really a blessing to us because in any way that we're ministering we're always growing ourselves because when you ministry that really goes first to you and then whatever um you're able to understand and you're able to live, then that's what mm -hmm. you're really going to give. 
So when when it's an assignment, you're really getting that person to be a blessing to you as well. But there's really a difference. And I'm not saying one is better than the other, but it's really a difference that we have to understand. Like, well, I'm going to give you an example. Uh, Jesus was always and would always pray and be with his disciples, but he always had assignments. He would always bless. He would always heal. He would, he would always talk to other people, but the people that he was always with that he would um the the were his um connections that they were always like they, they had a like a closer bond were his disciples and there's that difference i have to understand that these people are connections people that are gonna um that are gonna do ministry with me and they're gonna be a blessing to me if at 3 a.m i call them and i ask for a prayer they're going to be able to pray for me. But I also have assignments, people that I need to be a, I need to be a testimony to. And those people can help me in other areas, but I need to understand that there are certain priorities. I cannot always, I cannot, I cannot expect those people to call me and pray for me. So once you have that connection with God, I really believe that he will give you, he will send you someone that can pray for you. And a lot of times we put labels on people that we think are supposed to be a certain thing, but they're not really that thing. They're just, they're supposed to be our friends, but maybe, maybe not our best friends. Because then when you need someone to pray for you, they're, when you need to pray, to, someone to pray for you, they're not going to pray for you because they don't, they, they're not, they're not Christians, you know? So I think we should really be careful on the ways that we expect certain yeah. things from other people. I think when we understand the word of God and the way that God did, uh, uh, had, uh, you know, the, the way he had his relationships, the way he, no matter who he was, he would go up to them, pray for them, heal them, um, talk to them, anything, you guys. But the people that he chose, the people that he knew, were going to be there with him and protect him and and that he was going to also teach and 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 and, and leave that assignments to other people as well it was his disciples so let's make sure we always understand that difference because a way we don't get upset because a lot of times when we get a, when we expect certain things that definitely can affect our relationship with God because it's like God I thought you said she was my best friend and God is like honey I she was your friend but you're getting a little too much. I'm your best friend, you know, and I will give you someone who will pray for you as well. So let's let's have that mentality and that priority that we got to go to God first and then he would truly give us that discernment of who we should call that certain thing that yeah. we think it is, you know. I, I really I think that's that's really important if we want to um do God's will for our lives. So let me say this in Spanish really quick. Um, para recordar, mi mejor amiga no es cristiana, es una buena amiga, pero quiero una amiga que pueda orar por mí también. Y estaba explicando que en la vida cristiana, nosotros como seres cristianos, tenemos, hay dos tipos de, de grupos. Uno no es mejor que el otro, como mismo decía Dominique, sino que simplemente cada uno tiene una función. Por ejemplo, ¿es ¿el brazo es mejor que el ojo? No, para nada. 
Pero los dos tienen una misión importante. I'm going to say this in English because I think it's really important. I didn't say it uh, when I was explaining it. Um, it's not that one group, it's not that assignments are better than, connect, than connections or connect, connections are better than assignments. It's just that both of them have different uh, mission. Uh, it's not that your arm is better than your eye or that your eye is better than your arm. It's just that they both, it's just that they have a different mission. They, they, they are both very important, but they both have a different mission. And this is really what God um, in his word and Jesus in his life showed us that he had two different types of relationships where he knew which one he, he was supposed to minister to and which one he was supposed to leave his assignments to when he left to heaven. So, so, so it's really important that you guys understand this. Y como les explicaba en inglés, es que aún la vida de Jesús nos demuestra que él entendía la diferencia más en el mundo en que nosotros estamos entre esas personas que nosotros tenemos sabemos que debemos ser una bendición, que tenemos que ser un testimonio y esas personas que realmente hacen como un gabinete de profundidad, de, 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 de espiritualidad, ¿no? Eh, por ejemplo, como les explicaba, lo de lo del, la mano y el ojo, no es que el ojo es, mejor, es más importante ni nada de eso, sino que los dos tienen una misión diferente. Por ejemplo, a veces nosotros nos confundimos y decimos, ay, señor, pero mira, esta muchacha es mi mejor amiga, eh, pero ella no ora por mí. Yo necesito una persona que ore por mí porque no es cristiana. Ella no es cristiana. Y Dios te está diciendo, mija, realmente a veces Dios te dice, no, no, no estás supuesta a ser tu mejor amiga. Tu mejor amigo soy yo. Está bien que sea tu amiga, pero yo te voy a proveer una persona que va, va a orar por ti. Y, y sabiendo esta diferencia, nos ahorramos dolores de cabeza. Y entendiendo la diferencia de estas cosas, podemos entender de que... Eh, cada cosa en nuestra vida tiene un propósito. Por ejemplo, mi amiga no puede actuar como mi esposa. O sea, yo no me puedo acostar con mi amiga ni tener relaciones sexuales. Cada, cada pareja que queramos o no, cada situación, cada persona que Dios pone en nuestra vida tiene un, una función diferente. Y nosotros tenemos que entender cuál es el lugar de cada persona. Si nosotros esperamos ciertas cosas de cada persona que no debemos esperar de esa persona, porque en este caso, por ejemplo, no es cristiana, nos vamos a frustrar y por ende hasta puede ser que nos enojemos con Dios, ¿no? Porque queremos algo que no va a suceder, porque esa no es la función de esa persona, ¿no? Entonces... Hay que entender que cada persona tiene una función diferente y que Dios nos dé el discernimiento para entender y tratar a esa persona con esa función. Por ejemplo, si mi amiga no es cristiana, yo voy a estar ahí por ella, yo sí voy a orar por ella. Cuando yo esté pasando por situaciones, tal vez mi amiga no ore por mí porque no es cristiana, pero tal vez vamos a decir que no tuve, perdí mi trabajo, pero tal vez Dios use esa misma amiga que no es ni cristiana y me dé dinero, ¿no? Eh, entonces, Dios tiene funciones y, 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 y cosas diferentes para todos. Si tenemos que entender antes de cuando estemos en, en estas situaciones difíciles, Señor, no quiero, te, no quiero enojarme contigo pensando que right. esto era lo que estaba supuesto a pasar. Porque tú eres realmente el que conoce qué es lo que yo necesito, cuál es la función de cada persona en mi vida y, y que yo quiero honrarte a ti. Yo quiero tener ese corazón que tienes tú de amar a todos sin juzgar a nadie y entender 
que todos en mi vida, y yo en la vida de todos, que, que los que tú pones en mi vida, tenemos una función importante. And I'm going to say this in, in English. I think we should really pray every single day, God, allow me to understand that every person that you bring into my life has a mission. But I cannot expect certain things from people when they might not be that person that is supposed to give me what I think I need. It's always you. Let me concentrate on you. Let me follow you. Let me talk to you. And then you will give me and discernment and understanding of who will um, I need to talk to in certain situations or who is supposed to help me with certain things because God is beautiful. God is amazing. Everything and everyone has a mission into a, in our lives. And when we, when we understand that uh, power and, and that beautiful thing, that uniqueness that everyone has, we're able to have better relationships and understand that God is amazing. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want me to depend on my best friend. He doesn't want me to depend on my husband. And that's why my husband is not perfect. And that's why my, my best friend is not perfect. And that's why my sister is not perfect. Because I need to depend on God. The only one that can see the entire picture. The only one that can understand everything that I'm going through. And the one that is has the wisdom to lead me to the Amen. right direction. Amen? All right, Doc. I don't know if you want to add something else to that. Um, I think to finish, and then we'll, and then, and then, of course, we'll. Yeah, I think that is really important that we just remember that God is the author of this. We are not asking Him to do something that He didn't design. This was His creation. And and I also hmm. think that it's really important that we remember that while we may be faulty representations of Him, and um, you know, we should strive to look to be and look for um, characteristics that are like his. Not to say that we should look Amen. for our, you know, horizontal connections to replace our vertical connection. But we definitely need to have our vertical connection influence what we are looking to be and looking to find in our horizontal connections. And that's how we will find the most joy And even if it means sometimes that there's a season of drought, it's better than having a season of abundance that is not beneficial. Right, right. And I, I really want to say this in Spanish to end our podcast today. Um, quiero decirles que una cosa de la que estábamos hablando para terminar el podcast en este día es que Dios es sabio. Recordemos siempre eso, Dios es sabio. Y a veces nosotros queremos eh, rely, depender completamente en ciertas personas y, y Dios es infinito y sabio, ¿no? Eh, a veces nosotros decimos, ah, yo quisiera que mi esposo fuera todo esto, yo quisiera que mi amiga fuera todo esto. Dios sabe que porque son gente física que ves diariamente, pueda que los pongas a ellos como prioridad. Por eso es bueno que nosotros tengamos, eh, nosotros entendamos que nadie lo tiene todo, el único que lo tiene todo es Dios. Y esa es la belleza de que nosotros tenemos que entender que podemos depender de Él. Y dependiendo de Él, entonces nos va a ayudar. Y, y esa debe ser nuestra dependencia, que Él nos ayude a seguir adelante, a ser un testimonio 
y eh, a tener mejores relaciones en esta vida. Dom, can you, pre, uh, can you please pray in English? And Absolutely. Uh, and, Next, our and friends, Heavenly Spanish, Father, we please. thank you so much for giving us the opportunity to talk. Thank you for everything that you do, the things that we see, the things that we don't see. I ask that we would not take the movement of your hand for granted on our behalf. I ask that in every arena, and especially in this arena that we are talking about now, that you would grant us wisdom, help us to have good expectations, and help us to become what you would have us be. Enable us to trust in you. Help us to find joy in that trust. Help us to find confidence in that joy. And help us to find boldness in that confidence. And ask that we would be able to move forward in a way that would glorify you always. And that we would be able to lift you up and draw all people to you. Um, because you said that if you would lift it, be lifted up, you would draw all men to yourself. So we pray this prayer in Jesus' name. The one who loved us so much that he gave himself as a token for his desire to have a relation with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen. Gracias, Señor. Te damos inmensamente por que tú, Señor, estás al control de nuestras vidas, porque tú eres un Dios misericordioso, justo, porque sabemos, Señor, que cada persona que pones en nuestra vida, cada cosa que permites o cada cosa que haces, Señor, nos ayuda, Señor, a acercarnos más a ti, Padre Santo. Ayúdanos a entender que tú no eres un Dios de límites, que tú tienes formas únicas, maravillosas de manifestarte en nuestras vidas, Señor, y que no hay nada imposible para ti, que todo lo que te pidamos, Señor, en tu, en tu infinita misericordia, vas a hacerlo para eh, salvación de nuestras vidas, Señor. Sé con cada persona que escuchó este podcast, sé con Dom, sigue la bendiciendo a ella en su en sus, uh, a pesar en sus años de Juventud, Señor, que ya te siga honrando también a cada uno de nosotros, nuestros familiares, Señor. Gracias por todas tus bendiciones. Eh, ponemos todo en tus manos. Amén. En el nombre de Jesús. Amén. All right, you guys. I'm so, so, so excited. We had an amazing, I, I truly, we had an amazing time. I really apologize for the whole um, language situation, but I really hope that you guys were able to understand that you were blessed by this because we were definitely, um, blessed by it and i just want to say thank you to them for joining us today and i hope that she will absolutely me on another one and <laughs> thank you so much Dom. i really appreciate you estoy super emocionada porque y agradecida con ustedes por conectarse con nosotros eh, fue una realmente una bendición para nosotros y esperamos que haya sido una bendición para ustedes también No, 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 es un placer y me encanta cuando estamos hablando de temas súper en, en, eh, importantes porque, ¿sabes? Like, puedes pasar su tiempo hablando de eso y esto pero cuando you know, puedes parar con una amiga y puedes pensar en la gloria de Dios y, y, y su misericordia y sus planes y cómo debemos vivir eso es a good conversation hermoso chosen conversation 
All right, you guys. Thank you so much. And we'll see you guys um, on Bye. the next podcast. Thank you. Bye.